Hey, hey there, business owner. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. This is our weekly episode, and I'm so happy you are here. Let's get started. Welcome to this week's episode of the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. This is the place where you will gain knowledge from entrepreneurs just like you that are growth-minded, purpose-driven, and sharing their stories, real-time, real talk of what's working right now and how they are getting through their doubt, growing, evolving, and really surviving and thriving in this season. I am really excited about today's guest. Today's guest is Megan Sumrall. She is a time management and productivity coach for women. Yes, this is something that all of us need. And let me tell you something, in this listen today, she gave me so many great tips and stuff that I had really steered away from that I'm really glad that she grounded me with some some tips that are going to help me right away, even down to what is in my closet, okay? So take a listen. I know you're going to enjoy her courage, her her empathy, and just how kind and generous she is. And her story is really great. So take a listen and make sure that you hit subscribe if you haven't already. This place is the place to be for great entrepreneur stories across the United States, various size companies, people at different stages in their company and how they are growing, how they are scaling. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, and thank you for all your wonderful reviews. If you and I haven't had the chance to connect yet or to te- or to talk, make sure you click on the link below in the show notes and take some time to carve out some time to talk about you and your business. I want to hear what's going on. I want to hear from you, and I want to make sure that you are really carving out some time to think on your business and take a break and have a safe place to vent and, you know, and grow. So enjoy today's listen. Enjoy Megan. And I will see you soon. Entrepreneur, keep evolving. I am so proud of you. Hi, Megan. How are you? Hi, I'm so good. Thank you for having me. You always look so beautiful. Thank you for being here. You always have the best earrings. Well, I do like my earrings. I think when you have short hair, you got to do something, right? I love it. I love it. Today, we are joined by Megan Sumrall. She is a time management coach, and you just have a wonderful story, and you have so many good things to share. So I'm really excited that you're here. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. Oh, well, good. Well, let's start off by sharing a little bit about your story of how you get to this point to be a time management coach. I did not, you know, every single person in life, right? I did not have a childhood dream of, of becoming a time management coach. Um, and it was not something, you know, I think so many entrepreneurs, we find ourselves where we land going, God, never in a million years thought I'd be doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so my background, actually, I am a, I'm a numbers geek. I was a math major in college. Um, I love math. I love problem solving all of that. And I landed uh, early in my career, got into the software testing space, which was kind of funny because I, I thought I was going to be a developer. 
turns out I wasn't so great at that. And so they kind of threw me into the testing space and I felt like Briar Rabbit. Like if I'd even known this was a career path, oh my goodness. Um, So I spent over 20 years um, working in the corporate software space as a quality architect where basically I would go in and redesign systems and processes and structure to help them build software better, faster, cheaper. Um, And I loved it. I loved what I did. I got to work in some amazing, um, just lots of different corporate settings, lots of different domains. And I always had this entrepreneurial spirit though. Um, And I think most entrepreneurs can say that they felt that. I was the kid with the lemonade stand. I tried a wedding cake business. I had a organic dog treat business. I did custom built watercolor cards, like you name it. I've done all the things and none of them really, really took off. Um, So I kind of just thought, well, I guess, I guess that's that. Um, And was happy. And then I became a mom. Mm-hmm. and the wheels fell off and I was just kind of a hot mess with trying to figure out how to juggle work, family life, motherhood, actually have a life for myself. Um, and unfortunately it took me longer than it should to realize what I was doing wasn't working. Mm-hmm. But when I finally did, I, I, it took me, I was like, what, how did I get here? Like, I didn't even, I didn't even know it. It just happened. And so I went back through a lot of my notes from, I mean, I've been through every time management productivity course out there. And I realized, first of all, the vast majority of them, every single one I had personally taken was taught by men. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were all taught around a corporate nine to five structure. Basically, how can you be productive in the confines of work? Well, while those sort of worked. Um, Part of the reasons why they also don't work well today is a lot of them aren't acknowledging the digital space that we're living in. You know, a lot of those classes I took, I was still carrying a pager. Like I didn't even own a cell phone, right? (laughs) Now we have computers in our pockets. Um, And so that coupled with just the realities of the mental headspace that men and women have, it's just different. It's not better. It's not worse or harder or easier. It's just different. Right. And I started to recognize that a lot of these strategies and techniques, they worked well for me for a long time because I was just me, a single person, Mm -hmm. and I could apply them inside a structured, rigid corporate setting. But now with life, the way it looks like today, they were not working anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's when I went to the drawing board. I was like, I've got to figure this out. Um, And as I did, people started noticing you look different you're acting different. You seem happier. So I got asked to speak at a bunch of local groups and organizations, and then it just exploded fast forward to today. And now I have developed my own proprietary system. I call the top system, time management, organization, and productivity, where I I give people the step-by-step for women of just how can you juggle all the things still have not losing yourself in the process. And it's hard. Right. Well, so it's love- really long-winded. Sorry. <laughs> no, that is such, that's such a good backdrop because, and I know that that's going to ring true with so many people out there. And I loved when you said it kind of took me a little bit, like it took me too long to figure out. I wish I'd figured it out sooner, but when you're, when you're stuck or you're just kind of on that hamster wheel, sometimes you don't know how to get off or what to do or have time to even take that think time to look in and narrow in on that. I think we just think, oh, like, I mean, for a while, I just kind of thought, 
oh, well, I guess this is what life looks like now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we get into that. Well, I guess I'll just have to wait until I get the new job or wait until my kid gets older or wait until this season of life. And if you do that, you're just going to be waiting forever because there'll always be the next thing, right? You've got to figure it out today. Yes. So, so let's talk about that point when you went from corporate Mm -hmm. to full-time, you know, business owner. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can laugh about it. You probably, now I can laugh about it only because man, I think if any entrepreneur knew what they didn't know, they probably would never start their business. Right. Right. (laughs) But I think that's why we're protected because, uh, otherwise we would, nobody would jump into this. Right. Um, you know, it was, it was a huge, it's a scary jump. It's a huge leap to go from, I have a set paycheck. I have a set salary mm-hmm. and particularly in the IT space for over 20 years, a very comfortable, good salary right. to then say, I'm going to throw this mm-hmm. out and kind of jump in and go, okay, what if mm-hmm. thankfully, you know, my husband was very supportive. He's always been my biggest cheerleader. He still doesn't really understand what I do, but he's always like, what? I know, he's, I know it'll be good. You'll be, you'll right. be great at it. Just, <laughs> just go do it. Um, but for me, I set some very aggressive timelines on myself to say, you know, realistically, am I going to replace a 20 year career salary in three months? Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. Mm-hmm. And I think most people think that they can, they can just flip the switch and go from one to the other. Like it took me over 20 years to get there. Mm-hmm. Now I, it has not taken me over 20 years to replace that. Right. But I think having that understanding of really laying out a roadmap for yourself of what can I expect and what is that going to look like on the way? Mm-hmm. Simply because if you don't, you will feel like I did early on, like I was failing. Mm-hmm. It's like that first month you're like, oh, I did all that. And this is all I have to show for it. I'm doing it wrong. No, you're not. <laughs> you're not. Right. Um, and that's where I would say for anybody that is looking to make that shift, talk with other entrepreneurs in a similar ish space to you. If you sell products, talk to some product entrepreneurs. If you're a service based, talk to them, find someone that's going to pull back the curtains for you and be very honest on what that first 12 months looked like, mm-hmm. because the more you can hear that, the more you'll realize, okay, you're kind of setting those expectations for yourself so that you don't feel like you're failing. I mean, I remember my first launch, I, I had three sales. Mm. three, <laughs> but that's a big number. That's a great, like, success. And to me, that was, a, you know, as you're like, oh my God, I thought I was, you know, you hear all these stories of, oh, and I did this launch and I made $300,000 and you're like, okay, I made a thousand, you know, right. but then the realities of it, when you talk with everybody else in the space, like, oh my gosh, that was fantastic. Right. Now, you know, you have something now let's talk about how we scale. Right. So I think that, um, and or, you know, my first three months, I did not do that. So I did it all wrong. So I was just sit, sitting here going, what have I done? You yeah. know, I, I'm failing. Thankfully, I found a community of like-minded entrepreneurs mm-hmm. that was able to reset me and say, no, 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 Megan, you're, you're fine. Right. Now we need to, now we need to teach you. Cause the problem is you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. I didn't know about the differences of marketing and strategy and all of that. So, um, once I got into that kind of a community, that's when all of a sudden all the pieces start coming together. Right. Someone just to kind of say, to validate and to give yeah. you that pep talk along the way. 
Yeah. And to say, yeah, that worked great. And, you know, these things that you learned in a 3000 person company tech startup or whatever it was, doesn't quite translate into the space you're in now. Here's what it looks like here. And so understanding those differences so that you could learn better, different ways of, of doing things basically. Well, and it's interesting. A lot of the listeners here in our audience, they, um, are, are traditional bricks and mortar. Okay. Mm -hmm. Bricks and mortar service-based product-based, and you have done such a great job building a digital online program. And I know so many of them are curious about it. Yeah. And really may not even know enough about it to, to, to speak dangerously about it. So, so how would you answer, you know, what is it exactly? What does it mean to launch? What does it mean to, to launch? Have a yeah. Right? So, and when I can kind of translate it to the brick and mortar, let's say you were opening a new location mm-hmm. and it was, you were preparing for your grand opening. Like the last thing you would want is the first day you open up your new location and like one person walks in, takes a look around and leaves. (laughs) So when we talk about launch in the digital space, I really like to parallel it to you're opening up a new location. So you're spending weeks building excitement about it. You're coming up with creative ways to make sure people want to show up in your store on the grand opening. What special prizes might you offer all of that so that on that day that those doors open, you've got a flood of people wanting to come in, ready to shop, ready to purchase, and then more importantly, ready to run home and tell everybody that they know about it. Mm-hmm. So in the digital space, when we're in a launch and actually I'm, I'm launching this week as we talk, um, I, and there's lots of ways you can do it in the digital online space. There's so many crazy ways. Um, and I would tell people find one that resonates for you. Mm-hmm. I love to teach. I taught for a long time in the, in the corporate world. So I run a five day, what I call boot camp where people can come in. I, I teach for 30 minutes a day, giving very specific strategies that they can go and implement around time management so they can better control their calendars. And then at the end of all of the free, you know, teaching and all of that, then I tell people, Hey, if, if this resonated with you, if you got a lot out of this, I have this amazing full on program mm-hmm. that you can go and purchase and then you have it for the rest of your life. It's amazing. So it's, you know, same, it's all the same concepts of building the excitement, getting people there, finding a reason to make them want to come back. Right. So maybe you, if your grand opening, I'm giving them a coupon to come back. Right. All of those same strategies apply in the digital space. It's just, I'm doing it through a computer and I can reach people worldwide instead of a limited radius in my, you know, in my neighborhood or whatever. And you are such a good teacher and you are so generous in your approach and kind in your approach. And, 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 um, you know, women are going through this. This is a big, big, big thing, especially as we're like screeching from spring into summer as we speak. (laughs) We were just talking about that. Right. We were just talking about that. Right. So before we get to your planner, which help, which is the tool that helps really complement this program and complement women's lives so much, tell me about what are some common themes that you're seeing with women and maybe a quick strategy for the audience. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I just shared this one every now and then you just get these, oh, this is a great way to explain it. And I, and one hit me the other day. Um, I would say the biggest problem that that we have right now is 
the digital world and the world in general is just going so fast. It is so hard to keep up with everything. We are adding so much more to our plates day after day after day, mm-hmm. but we never pause to say, is there room? Is my plate full or not? Mm-hmm. And I, I really, I like, I like fashion. I like clothes. Um, I, my closet's like my happy place. And so I shared this analogy just yesterday. And one of the strategies I use to make sure I don't get out of control. Um, I have a fixed number of hangers in my closet. I am not allowed to buy more hangers. The hangers that are in there is all the clothes that I need. Wow. So if I go shopping, if I come home or a box arrives on my doorstep, let's be realistic. um, And it's something I want to keep. If I don't have an empty hanger, then that means something in there needs to come out to create the space for that new shirt or whatever it is. And I like to tell people, you've got to think about your life, your days, your weeks, your months in the same way. You have a fixed amount of time. And every time you say yes to something new that you are committing to and bringing into your world, I'm talking about the, the things, the volunteers, the yes, I'll be on that committee, the yes, I'll open that new store, whatever it looks like, you have to ask yourself, do I have any open hangers? And if not, then what in my calendar, what in my life do I need to release to make the room for this instead of you know, hanging two shirts on one hanger and folding three pairs of pants and just trying to cram as much in there when you're out of room. Right. And so, and women, we stink at saying no, we just do. Mm-hmm. So I always like to tell people no is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. And in, I live in the South. So a lot of people get uncomfortable with that. They say it's rude. So I was, then you can just say, I'm sorry, I can't. Mm-hmm. And to get really comfortable in saying that, because right. um, it's, it's a game changer. Right. Well, and I, you know, I'm just thinking about when I go to the dry cleaners and like 20 new hangers come in off the dry cleaners, like, <laughs> I'm like, I need to get better just throwing those away. But, um, but you know, what about for like a woman like me, for example, that just likes to do a lot of different things. Yeah. So I like, I like so many different things that it's way. like, okay, so what do you do in that, in that And it's not that you have to say no to everything, but you've got to prioritize. Um, And no also doesn't mean no forever. There are some things I love doing that I'm like, right now, I'm going to have to say, I'm going to put the pause on that, but I can see when I'm going to get back into that. Because I have a lot of hobbies. I have a lot of different interests. Um, One of the strategies that I teach in how to lay out your kind of weekly plan that has been a real game changer for a lot of people is introducing this concept of recognizing your unavailable time. Mm. And here's what I mean by that. So we have our obvious stuff that goes on our calendar, our meetings, like you and I, right now, we probably Mm -hmm. both had the appointment on our calendar. Um, and people typically are really good at that. They'll say, yeah, okay. I've got an appointment at nine. I've got a meeting at 10. I've been visiting with this client at one, whatever that is. But then all the space in between that on their calendar is just open. Mm -hmm. And when you look at that, your mind instantly thinks I've got all the time in the world. Look at all this free space I've got. So we start saying yes. Well, one of the strategies, um, actually I'll I'll give you two of them. One of the very first things I have people put in their, their weekly plan is acknowledging when are you unavailable or another way of thinking of it. You're kind of in that space of your day where you're busy being busy. Mm -hmm. So for me, that's during the school year, the time when I go pick my daughter up from school till dinner, Right. I'm not knocking things out on my task list. I'm not rocking being an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. I'm not, 
you know, on the phone with clients. I'm those three hours go by. I'm like, I'm not sure what I did, but I'm exhausted because I was just in in mom mode. I'm helping with homework. We're prepping for dinner, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not an, an appointment. So it wasn't sitting on my calendar. But what I tell people to do is you've got to actually put that in your calendar. So now on my weekly plans, like in the school year, every day, actually from 2.40 to 6 is blocked off as just unavailable. Right. So that way, when I'm going to look at what am I going to get done this week, when I see that, 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 that window of time is taken, it helps me set realistic expectations on what can I actually achieve within this week and everybody's, you know, unavailable or busy being busy time may look very different. Um, I usually give, I block off an hour every morning too, of just breakfast and packing lunches and all that kind of stuff. And maybe for some people it's the evening or, but you, you need to recognize it and see it for what it is. And then if you're somebody that has a lot of interest, this is where learning the right way to, um, tackle time blocking is really powerful. And you know, time blocking is not new. It's been around forever, but most of the strategies people use for time blocking, when you're in a very corporate setting work great there when you've got, Hey, I'm in my role for eight hours a day. But then when you're an entrepreneur and you're all over the place and you're wearing all the hats, it looks very different. Mm-hmm. So I encourage people to think of time blocking in one of two ways. And, and I use both. One is more of a hat-based or role-based approach. So this is where you're kind of in one zone of genius mm-hmm. for a while. So maybe you are the marketing department and you're the customer support department for your company right now, if you're a young entrepreneur. Well, instead of doing a marketing task for 10 minutes, a customer service task for, and bouncing back and forth, how can you group all your marketing tasks together and stay in that zone of genius for maybe 45 minutes right. before moving on. Now, the second of the second style or flavor of it is more of a task-based. Okay. So, um, you know, I run multiple businesses, so it's easier for me when I sit down to do a newsletter, I'd rather do all of my newsletters for all of my businesses. Okay. Yeah. So that way I can just get a newsletter mode. So that way it's kind of more of a task based grouping. Okay. And the more that you can find the right style. And again, I mix and match both, but what we want to do is minimize this concept of context switching all day long. We're like, Oh, let me go help this customer. Oh, let me answer this phone call. Oh, let me go write this email. Oh, let me go get that order in. And you just feel like that pinball all day long. And if we can find ways to minimize the context switching, that is when we can free up some brain space and actually increase our productivity. I really like that. And that's a great illustration of two different, like you said, flavors and, you know, it's, and you get away from it as an entrepreneur, like you have your calendar loosely mapped out. I'm sure you don't get away from it as an entrepreneur, but like, <laughs> but I have, always, I have to fight it. You know, we, we get ideas, right? right. So I'm always having to no, Megan, not right now. Not right, right. now. <laughs> yes. Yes. But really zeroing in on, on that genius zone and mm-hmm. where you want to be and what you want to do, but fires do happen at times. So, you know, I mean, especially in, in different, different markets and different segments. So, it's yeah, and if you know that you are in a segment that is prone to a lot of unexpected, whatever's 
mm-hmm. plan for that. Mm-hmm. So in different seasons of the year, I like to, to schedule in what I call CYA time every week on my calendar. And it's something I teach just the cover your butt kind of time, yeah, right? Acknowledging universe. Yeah. You're going to throw me a curveball. I know right. it's coming and I know different seasons. I'm going to get more than others. Right. And so I actually, that's the third or the fourth thing I plug into my weekly plan every week is reserving chunks of time on my calendar for the just in cases. Right. So that way on Monday, if you know, it hits the fan and what I had really needed to get done on Monday can't happen. I can relax knowing, well, look at that. I've got that hour and a half blocked on Tuesday. I'm just going to move that in there. Right. So depending upon you know how prone you are to that, and you know, you know your business. Um, I encourage some people to go so extreme as to block chunks of time every day. Um, for me right now, I'm in a stage where I just have a chunk of time every week. I reserve three hours on Friday. That's my just in cases. And 80% of the time, I'm using it because something happened, but that 20%, like the miracles when everything goes as planned, now I can spend that doing whatever the heck I want to do. And that's really fun. That's great. That's great. So tell us about the planner. I I wish you could just sit in my office and be like, Annette, you need to do this now. Annette, you need to do this now. Like, (laughs) oh my goodness. But the planner is really that, right? It is. And you know, I'm I'm a planner junkie. Um, I was a Franklin Covey user uh-huh. for over 20 years, loved it, but yeah. it stopped It stopped fitting my needs. And so as I began teaching more and more people uh, this top system for managing your time, I was creating worksheets and they're like, would you just build the darn planner that, that goes exactly with what you teach? I'm like, of course. So um, I did. <laughs> and it's been a life changer. I'm just Oh, good. You're going to show it. I can show it to you. But here's what I want to tell people about planners. And I'm not saying you got to go get this planner, um, but it is a three ring binder planner. The reason being is everybody needs to have a different amount of time in their planner. It is a weekly planner. I am a 100% believer. You've got to operate from a weekly planner. You cannot operate from a daily planner because if you're going day to day to day, you're operating in reaction mode. You've Mm. got to be strategic about your time. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you currently feel like your planner isn't working for you, there's two things I want you to think about. First is, is it a daily planner where you're wasting how much time every day rewriting the same tasks that didn't get done Monday on to Tuesday. And on Tuesday, you (laughs) You're just carrying them over because you don't have that realistic view. And second, a planner should simply be that it should be your tool to tell you what you should be doing and when you should be doing it. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be organizing your life and it's not your strategic. Now I'm going to go goal set. And now I want to journal. And I see so many people now launching these planners that are, here's your goal setting and your meditation and your, and your business. No. Mm-hmm. So I, I use two. This is my what I call my command center. This tells me every week, every day, what I need to be doing and when I need to be doing it. I have a separate planner that I use for my strategic yeah. planning for the business yeah. and recognize it. You should have oh. multiple tools. Right. Um, and trying to well, journaling too, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I have my planner. I have my you know daily command center. I have my strategic planner. I have a notebook where all my notes go that I process every month. And then I have a journal mm-hmm. and they serve different purposes and they should serve different purposes. Right. And if I had to try and combine them into one, it would be a book like, 
I don't know if you guys had the, that huge encyclopedia that I had when I was a kid. It was like, right. it, just, like it would look right. like that, you know? So, so my husband and I talk about this a lot and because, you know, at Timber, we are working together and you have to coordinate calendars and then kids and parenting and everything. So let's talk about paper planner, right. Versus online calendar and all of that, because this is always, both and both are great. Right. Yeah. (laughs) And people will see when they see I use a paper planner, they're like, Oh, you're against electronic calendaring. No, I am not. Right. You may be solely electronic and that's fine. I used to be Sean is by yeah. Now here's, here's my hesitation on where I tell people you might want to think about paper when I was you know, corporate, I always say nine to five, but who actually ever worked nine to five, right? right. It was more like seven to seven. Right. Exactly. Um, but I was at a desk with multiple large monitors for the vast majority of my day. Mm-hmm. I was solely electronic and it was fine because I had that real estate that when I could pull up my calendar at my desk, my electronic Google calendar mm-hmm. and look at my week at a view, I could see very clearly everything that was going on so that I wasn't getting overscheduled or overcommitted. Mm-hmm. Now that my lifestyle is a lot more on the go, I'm at my desk, I'm, I'm all over the place. I need to have somewhere where I can see it and when you rely on this, mm-hmm. this That's big of a screen, yes. if you were to say, Megan, are you free Friday? I'm going to go here. I'm going to pull up all I can then zero in on is Friday to that time. Say, yeah, I'm free at noon. I say, yes. Mm-hmm. What I couldn't see on here was it's like literally the one hour I had open all week long. And right. now I've just booked myself into it. Right. So if you're someone that is in front of a monitor, like a real monitor, for the decision-making planning parts of your everyday living, electronic may be all you need. And that's great. But if not, I really would encourage you to think about paper. Um, like my husband, he doesn't do paper. He's electronic. Right. But when he's, because that's all he needs. Yeah. For, he has access to huge monitors. He sees it. Yes. And make decisions unless he's sitting in front of his, his screen. Exactly. That's a, that's a big aha moment. You know, he, uh-huh. When he's not on the road, he's definitely in front of the computer more than I am. I'm always coaching or with a team or, you know, doing deeper, different hands-on things, not in front of a computer. Like shoot me if I'm in front of the computer all day. I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Both, right? Um, okay. So let, do you have any good, um, uh, I guess, uh, couple planning tips? I know we're going yeah. here so for now, like, with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of people have a lot of success with a shared Google calendar or whatever platform. I'll just say Google. Cause I know that's what we had used. And again, if both parties are leveraging an electronic calendar and that's their go-to as a point of reference, it's fantastic. Um, we tried it and it doesn't work for my spouse and I, my, my sister and her husband love it. But again, they're both in front of that computer all the time. So when you can have that shared calendar for your schedule, their schedule, kids schedules, if you have kids, whatever that looks like, that's a great solution. Again, for us, it didn't work. So, um, I've got it right behind me. So let me grab it so I can show it. Um, what, what I like to use and what's worked well for our family, we have one child is these horizontal, they're post-it notes, but it's a week at a view. 
Right. Yeah. And so what we can do is on Sunday night and we're having dinner, like you're wrapping up dinner, I'll pull out. Cause if, if my family saw what goes on my schedule, they would have heart failure right. <laughs> because of the way I plan. Yeah. Um, and they don't need to see all of that. Like yeah. they don't need to know everything that I've got during my day. So what goes on here on Sunday is any appointments or activities that impact more two or more of us in the house. Mm. So I may have, you know, Tuesday, don't forget early pickup, you know, early pickup from school and who's in charge of that. Right. Wednesday might be, you know, if I, I rarely work in the evenings, but occasionally I'll do presentations or something. So if there's an evening I'm working, it goes on there. Mom working 7 PM. Right. So any of the biggies that every, that impacts the family as a whole goes on this post-it note. And then this post-it note sits, it just goes right there next to the coffee maker and snacks. Cause then I know everybody's going to be seeing right. it very, very often. <laughs> yeah. And you can even color code on that. And I know some, you know, people with larger families, you may want to look at, they even make whiteboards that are just weekly whiteboards. Right. The monthly ones can get a little overwhelming. What, what you want to do is have something that doesn't look so overwhelming that nobody's looking at it anymore, which is why I like the weekly. Yes. And that's so good. And what she's holding up for those that can't see the video here is um, basically just a week forecast, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and, and a blank, you know, kind of canvas that you can just map out the week. And right. you can find them on Amazon. Just Google like weekly post-it note. Um, right. They're, okay. they're super easy to find. Good. Good, good, good. Okay. So, oh my goodness, this is so good. You're like helping me so much. I'm like, I need, <laughs> I need to rework a lot right now. You know, I feel like when summer hit, it was like just the wheels were coming off the bus. So like, which way are yeah. we going here? Everybody's in different directions, pickups different, you know, everything's different. So yeah, it's really, this is really, really well timed. So thank you. Thank you. Good. So I'm glad you going, what keeps you motivated? What are, what's your words of wisdom that kind of is your inner, inner talk when you have those moments of entrepreneurial doubt? Oh, I never have moments of doubt. Jeez. <laughs> Yeah. Every day. Right. How many, if I could count, if I had a nickel for every time I was like, what the heck am I doing? Like, I just forget it. <laughs> um, but I tell you what, there's, it was a, a tip someone gave me early on. Cause they said, you're going to have those days. Mm -hmm. And I just have a little folder on my desktop. That's called customer love. And anytime, you know, like right now we're in the boot camp, And so there's a lot of comments and feedback coming or anytime someone has shared something on social media or sent me an email or something, just sharing a win that they had mm -hmm. through something that they learned through the top program, I've saved it into that folder. Mm -hmm. And when I have those days where I'm like, man, you know, or you're filled with self-doubt, I'll pull that up and read through some of them mm -hmm. because that's all I need. I am on a mission to help every woman possible have true work life harmony. I believe in it. I know it exists. Um, I know it exists because I didn't have it. And I do now mm -hmm. for the most part, I'm human. I'm not going to say <laughs> I am human people. Um, but when I can go pull that up and read through and see that the impact that I've been able to have on others, that's all I need to go, this is exactly why I'm doing what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And so I would encourage everybody to have, you know, create something that is your little pocket of reminding you why you do what you do. Because when you, when you're in those rough patches, being able to read through that, it's just, um, 
it, it, it will just fill you up and refuel you so, so well. I love that. That is a really, really good share. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad that someone I, taught me that. I simply, I just, you know, your courage is contagious. Your your disciplines are contagious. Every time I look at my my closet now, I'm gonna be like, I need to get rid of some of these hangers. Like, I have too many hangers. <laughs> you know, I mean, and just everything about you, your spirit. Uh, you are so kind and so generous. I am so grateful that you were here today. Tell us how we can find you. How can we get the planner? How can we support you? Um, so I am easy to find everywhere. It's just Megan Sumrall. So I'm on LinkedIn as Megan Sumrall. My website is megansumrall.com and then Instagram, Facebook, Megan Sumrall. Super easy to find me. Um, if you're interested in checking out the planner, you can just go to thetopplanner.com and it will take you right to the page with all the info. Um, at the time, this, I don't, when, when is this going to release. And we're going to be in the last week of June, 2021. Okay. So it will be, um, actually that week I will be launching a new planner bundle that is going to include not only the planner, but digital courses teaching you exactly how to use it and I'm also packaging up this boot camp that I've been talking about that I run live. I'm also packaging that up as an on-demand resource that you'll have access to as well, because there's no point in purchasing a planner if the person who designed it isn't telling you how to get the most out of it. So oh. you will see that little bundle popping up there on the topplanner.com as well. Oh, I'm super excited about great. it. Oh, yeah. that's so good. And it has stickers and bookmarks. You have just everything. Yep. yep. So the topplanner.com. That's wonderful. Well, thank you for being here. Good luck thank with the boot camp and oh, the thanks. And keep on, keep on spreading, you know, spreading your word and and doing what you're doing because you're helping so many women out there. Oh, thank you, Annette. All right, I'll talk to you soon, Megan. Thanks for being okay. here. Okay. Bye. Wow, what an episode! Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.